0: you a uh-huh. yo. All right guys, the summer's over. and unless you live south of the Mason-Dixon line, I know you're feeling it. It's getting cold. You don't want to go outside anymore, but with that being said, the biggest part of the season is here. Everyone's favorite time, football season, and obviously I wasn't a football player, so I can't really do it justice the way that others can, so I decided to bring in a guest today who was a former Notre Dame football player, you know, he's moved on to bigger and better things, and uh, Brandon Newman, welcome to the cause, man.
1: Hey, I'm so happy to be here, that's a, that's a great intro, except for I'm in LA right now, and it's the same temperature every day, always, so I, I because of that, I'm actually... Not ready for football season. I feel like I'm still in mourning from the, the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly not fair. I mean, you games start three hours earlier for you. It's just beautiful weather all the time. It's like, I'm thinking when I go to, like, I was watch, watching football games in Notre Dame in November. It might be snowing. You're in L.A. You might go to a, a UCLA game, and it's just, like, it's 80 degrees, balmy. You're wearing sunglasses, a tank top. Like, I'm jealous. Definitely.
1: People... There's, there's stories of, and I'll experience this in, a, in about a week, I guess this weekend possibly, not only when NFL starts, but there's stories of wearing a tank top, coming off the beach around 10.30, hitting a bar, day drinking, watching football until it's off and, and sleeping around 7 or 9 p.m. when all the football games are off.
0: I mean, that's, that sounds perfect. Uh, I mean, it's weird that you're going to have to set an alarm when NFL starts for the, one, the early games, like, over I'm <laughs> exactly. that right now, it starts at 1 o'clock where you're at. It's like 9 o'clock, and you have to set an alarm for it, which I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. That means you have to cut your Saturday night short. But might be worth it in the long run.
1: Yeah, it's awesome here. I mean, obviously, days start a little bit earlier, and nights end a little bit earlier here. Because, basically, if the beach, if you can't see the water, there's no point. But, like, I'm, I'm tired of talking about L.A. Let's talk about... Football, yeah, let's,
0: let's talk about football because, you know, football is here. I'm excited. You know, this is the first weekend of football, really. Um, it
1: sounds like it sounds like you're, like, convincing yourself. Are you really excited?
0: I mean, it's not that I'm so much that excited about football, you know. Like, I can't tell the difference between a fly route and, a, like, a post route, uh, if there's a difference at all. Like, I don't know the difference between a dime package and a nickel package, but I don't really care. Football, it gets me jazzed up. Uh, like, you know, that, I... That means I, you're human. I mean exactly it's like nothing better than like watching someone get absolutely smashed by another man helmets flying uh grunting touchdowns the whole the whole shebang I love every second I, of it I,
1: I try not to think about the logistics of it because it it really makes me realize how insane the whole concept is and really how bloodthirsty America is and this is let's be real. This is this is what we do. It's the Coliseum, and I love it, and I miss it.
0: I mean, it makes me glad that I uh, that I don't play football, uh, or I didn't in college like you did, because I feel like I definitely would have been snapped in half. Little known fact: uh, I played a little football. I, uh, I I played a little bit in high school. It wasn't very good. I played tight end at six nine. What have no abs? People were just taking shots at me. Had There's, to. Ret-
1: I knew I knew what position you played when I first met you. Like if you, I was like, if this guy ever played football ever in his life at any point in time, he was he tried to be a tight end.
0: Oh, I tried. I had a play named after me. It was called the Good Night Special.
1: Oh, that's beautiful.
0: the cor- the, the coach sent me right in the middle of the, right in front of the linebacker to do a jump pass, and then after like three or four times in practice, I realized like, coach, just don't call that play anymore. Like, I, it's cool <laughs> catching the ball, but like, I also like my spine.
1: No one likes to go over the middle, especially someone who. Is probably about ten yards tall.
0: Exactly. It's like big target. Like you know, the probably the best place to hit someone is right, right in the middle, right in the, right in the core. Uh, back in my day when I was playing high school football, I was a little flabby. It hurt. You know, I can't lie. Uh, it's soft to me to say, but I mean, I had I to, have to
1: say. But back in the day, playing football when I was a kid, I, I feel like I got progressively got worse over the years. Like I was amazing as a youngster, and. I was just a monster, demolished people. I watched the rest, and I used to clothesline people. I used to, like, Stone Cold Stunner people. Like, I did illegal things in youth league. And in high school, I was a monster enough to get an offer at Notre Dame to play football as a defensive lineman. And then in college, I was like, oh, all, everyone's good. This is uh, this is real. Everyone's... Uh, Everyone's as good as, as as I was and oh, and they, they care more or they, oh they're working harder. Oh wasn't going well.
0: Yeah, I mean I felt the same way when I was playing basketball in college. Like growing up in Maine, like I was Mr. Basketball. Like I was I was Mr. Wonderful. I was great. No I was getting triple teamed every game and like I, and I thought my shit didn't stink. I'll tell you what, I was wrong. Uh I realized there was <laughs> I mean, there was like 13 guys better on the team than me my freshman year, and there's only 14 guys on the team, and that's counting kind of the walk-ons. So, you know.
1: I saw, I saw when I saw you first at Notre Dame. Obviously, I had been there a year before you got there. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so I was like, obviously, new basketball, new basketball players, classes coming in, whatever. I'm leaving the dorm probably, probably around midnight, which is the South Bend 3 a.m. Yeah, um, so I was probably up to no good, or probably just getting picked up to watch someone else be up to no good, um, and then I saw you, all of you, very tall. I don't know if you knew you were very, you're very tall. No, I didn't uh, know.
0: Thank you for that. I didn't I didn't yeah, realize
1: very tall. Yes, um, and for the listeners out there, I'm sitting at a at a normal person tall six one, um, but I'm probably six one on the horizon as well. Very wide person. But I saw you coming uh, walking back stumbling with vomit all over your graphic t shirt
0: oh no okay i'm gonna Just stop coming you. coming
1: stop. into coming into uh, was it not no not not it was uh, Siegfried. no it
0: was it was Siegfried that summer I actually remember yeah. this it wasn't a graphic te- it wasn't a graphic t shirt I'll to be honest with you it was a light blue t shirt that looked like uh, it was a graphic T-shirt because of the vomit. Uh, it was.
1: Oh yes, exactly. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought maybe you picked up a T-shirt at Hot Topic.
0: No, no, no. They they don't make shirts sure big enough at Hot Topic for me. Yeah that that night had a, it had a lot of potential to be a good night, and it just ended poorly. I
1: have a, I have a feeling that we're going to continue to try to make this about football. We will, but it's just there's just too many. There's just too many good.
0: No, it's like this show is. This, the show is the show. Like we, we, We're going to get off topic. I think if anyone's ever listened to the show, they know we don't exactly stay on topic. I mean, last episode, I'm talking about the Olympics, and I started talking about how hot the field hockey team was. Like that had nothing to do with the, the, oh, yeah. of the game. Oh, yeah.
1: I enjoyed the commentary very, very much. And there's some pretty hot takes on there that I appreciated.
0: I mean, I don't normally get into the hot take machine, but that I, it, it got me riled up. I don't know what it is. The Olympics got me. I'm sad they're over. I'm also glad they're over because now I actually be a little more productive during the day. I have a. I'm starting a job next week, so I got. I'm glad it's over.
1: I'm. I'm not looking forward to Olympics being over just because the next Olympics, summer or next summer Olympics, I'll be 30, and that just literally blows my mind. And I'm. I'm not ready for that. I, I know you've probably battled with growing up just as much as I have. And it's just tough.
0: It's not a good deal, that's for sure. Getting older sucks. I mean I'm looking like at all
1: these all these football games that I'm paying to go travel to go back to sea and paying for the tickets and then paying for food and paying for drinks were like before I just literally sat on a bus. They took me there. I just had to get dressed and I just had to cheer on my teammates. Oh, that's pretty easy.
0: Oh, I know. It's like back, I remember back when I was in college, and you know, I may have not been the best player on the team, but I was definitely the most fun to be around. And I'd go out to the bars, and everyone knew my name. It was like an episode of Cheers. I feel like if I went back to a bar right now, no one would know me. And they'd be like, hey, no. old man, get out of here. This is for the college kids. And I'd be like, all right, all right, you, you have a point.
1: I was a smart guy who in college who people didn't think drank. So every time I went out to the bars, everyone bought me drinks because, like, oh, Brandon doesn't drink. I'm buying him a drink. And I just ended up being the drunkest person at the night with the most money in my pocket at the end of the night. And it was it was a pretty good system I had going there. It worked four years for me there. And when I went to grad school at Ball State and played my fifth year there, I, I, I kind of calmed down with that. I, I was I was the old guy then.
0: It was all business then. But, you know, you bring up people buying you drinks, and that's because they didn't think you went out. But I kind of want to move that into what I, the meat of this episode. And that's – it's football season. Yeah, football's fun, but – the football fan, the psychology of the football fan is absolutely crazy, and it's like during football season, like you may your name may be Jeff, but your identity is I'm a Notre Dame football fan. Like who cares what your name is? Like my name is Notre Dame football. You know, you there's
1: see- a, that's an extremely good point, and I'm and I'm trying to wrap my mind around that concept because I, obviously playing at Notre Dame and being on the football team, there's a lot of people who I met randomly, I didn't know their name, who would say things like, we. And I'm like, wait, what, like, we're going to win tonight. Like, who's, wait a minute. Wait a minute, are you on the? Are, are, you
0: you my, on, are you my teammate? Wait
1: a minute, am I? Am I? And then, obviously, it was the seeing people around campus in issue gear that they bought from the bookstore that I was given for free just so they can, like, bang up on my body at practice. And I, well, it looks like, wait a minute, is that? Oh, no. No, that person is 5'2". And white, that's not that's not a, that's not my teammate.
0: Yeah, that's is that a punter on the team? Is that Ben Turk? But that's a great that's a great call out right there. But I'm saying like the fan, it's it's unbelievable. It's like like you said the issued gear. If you see someone at a bar or at the tailgate wearing the same jersey or supporting the same team, you just made your best friend for the day. You may not know their name, you may not know where they come from, you may not know anything about them. And I know I know of tons of stories about this. You know, just walking up, someone's like, "Oh, you're a Notre Dame fan?" I'm like, yeah. For three hours, just feeding me drinks and food. We were best friends. Uh, We parted ways to never see each other again. But I feel like we're friends for life. If I ever see that person again, if I remember him, what he looks like, because I probably don't. Uh, A bong. That's
1: fair. The the remote – I've only really experienced remote tailgates where if you see someone randomly in a Notre Dame shirt, it's probably somebody that you – Actually went to school with you. Looking, was like, "Do I remember that person from South Dining Hall, North Dining Hall? Were they in my dorm, or did I have I never met this person before in my life?"
0: It does, but it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It's like you may never met that person, but for that day, for those hours, you're completely bonded. If you're by yourself and you you just met this person, you guys are bonded at the hip until you find someone else wearing a Notre Dame shirt, which is. <laughs> Which is crazy, because as much as the camaraderie is if you're wearing the same jersey, like, I've never seen anything more vicious than seeing someone at a tailgate wearing the other team's uh, jersey, because like, it doesn't matter how good this person is. They may be a pastor of a church, they may have a dog, they may have a family, they may have kids. If you're a Notre Dame fan, someone's wearing a Michigan thing, you might get punched in the face. I, I remember like, I went to a football game like four years ago with one, a couple of my roommates, And my roommate was wearing Notre Dame like lacrosse jersey because he played lacrosse, and he got punched in the face for it. And the greatest kid ever. It's just like, and you understood like, that's what happens. I I feel
1: like I feel like that's an issue for other schools. I don't I don't know if we necessarily treat our the uh, our competitors like that. I've been to a couple Notre Dame tailgates where people in Louisville shirts are. Boston College shirts are being handed beers and, tell, and told, "Good luck." Well, that's because you, we that's, go, that's because go you, go to feel to you feel bad
0: for them. You feel bad for them. It's like you're a BC that's, that's fan
1: because we're because we're better than
0: they are. It's like you're a Louisville fan. That's too bad. Like what an idiot! Oh my like gosh. it's like what's wrong with you? Like there's some definitely some issues with your raising. Like I don't care if you're from Kentucky. I don't care if you're from the city of Louisville. We're in a Louisville like, fan. Well, I,
1: no, you have no idea. I I went to high school in Louisville. Uh, one of, one a place I call home. One of my second homes, and I don't understand why how people are Louisville fans there. It, it's it's asinine. I know that sounds like a, a curse word, but it's no. not. It's just an example of what Louisville fans are. It's a
0: good word, though. Uh, it's a good word. I like that word.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, word of the day: asinine. But any one Notre Dame fan is better than all Louisville fans, and that is a fact. Oh, That's I someone I, from Louisville with it with the five hundred two area
0: code. Oh, I agree. I'm not going to say you're you're trashy if you're a Louisville fan, but I'm not going to say you're not trashy if you're a Louisville fan, if you know what I'm saying. Some of the worst people in the world I've ever met are Louisville fans, really. I mean, we played them in basketball, and they're just terrible people. I don't like them. I don't enjoy being around them. Louisville's a beautiful city, but just don't enjoy it. You know
1: it. what? The last, the last Notre Dame basketball game I went to is when Louisville, before they went like – they didn't lose a game and won the national championship that year. And, and it was the most proud moment of my life until I believe that next year when I went to a Louisville, Notre Dame game football game and we lost at the last second because of a mixed missed kick and other errors.
0: Dude, it's identity, man. Seriously. It's like, it's legitimately crazy how it is. It's like, you take so much pride in your team being a team you don't like that, like you're you're flying on cloud nine. It's like you may like you may have kissed the most beautiful girl at the ball after you beat a team you don't like. Like I can think of the, some of the best times I had in college. Nothing compares to when I go to a football game, had a few beverages, and watch my team win. And it's just like and I don't even like football that much. Like I already said,
1: I want to hear more about your dislike of football because I think this could be fun.
0: All right, so a lot of it stems from the fact that I wasn't good at it, just because like my dad made me play when I was a little kid, and I never really became a star. And like I was JV my freshman year of high school, sophomore. That
1: that kind of that's my relationship with swimming, but I don't know if it was like I'm not good at it. I think I have a a clinical pigment disposition, not to enjoy being in. A pool of water. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're, we're telling the line there, but I'm, I will say this. My freshman year of college, we had uh, swimming workouts every Wednesday morning, and uh, a certain sec of people would be the first people in the water, and a second group of people would be the last people in the water, and it would be the first yes, ones out. And a,
1: yeah, exactly, first ones out. And usually somewhere, they can probably touch. Yeah, touch they, didn't,
0: they the didn't, didn't get too there. deep. And also, like, we had races at the end of the workout, and... Again, there's a certain Rachel. group of people that was, was winning the races and certain people were losing the races. I, I will say that. Again, it's not because we're different, different colors, different creeds. It's just because they weren't very good swimmers. But right. I th- another thing about why I don't like football, it, it kind of stems from jealousy – didn't really hate it that much. Well, I still don't hate it. I still don't like it that much. But it starts when I got to when we got to Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame, everyone loves Notre Dame.
1: Yes, yes. Eighty-five thousand
0: screaming fans in the in the stadium. And when I first got there, they were a subpar team. Uh, our basketball team, NCAA tournament every single year, and we, we'd be lucky to get ten thousand at a game.
1: And I'm like, whoa! If, that is that is a legitimate that is a legitimate complaint because anyone. One of the other, my other homes is called Detroit, and I, I here's the example. I say, if there's a person who's racist and they're from Detroit, they have, they they have a reason to be, uh, and like that, I say, if there's someone who doesn't like football or if, someone on another team, like a great basketball team, you guys made it, you guys were doing pretty pretty well, and you you wouldn't be able to tell if you were on campus, and we would lose game and come home to to talk. Tr- on the sidewalks.
0: Yeah. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's
1: it's pretty it's pretty insane and it it it's definitely it's definitely not fair. It's what people say, the
0: culture. It is the culture. And talking about the culture, another thing that made me upset about it is you have you have again eighty five thousand screaming Notre Dame fans at a game. Then after the game, they take off their sweatshirt, and what are they? What do I see? I see a red Indiana University basketball shirt. It's like, come on, guy! Oh, like, yeah. like I understand. Like Notre Dame's like the big football team in Indiana, but I man, you just can't support one team and then support IU for the rest of it. It's like have a backbone. Come on, now.
1: No, I I completely agree with you, and because of that, I never acted like a poser when it came to Notre Dame basketball. I supported people on the team that I cared about. And I wanted our university to do well, but I never was, there's a lot of people on campus that try to jump on the bandwagons when you guys would beat Syracuse or beat, you beat a bunch of number one ranked teams during the season. And everyone's like, oh, I'm a big Notre Dame basketball fan. And I was like, no, no, you're not. Don't act like that. You don't 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 act like you're proud now.
0: It's like you're 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 a Notre Dame football fan. Just the football season had a rough had a rough, had a rough go and you just need a little success in your life. You live in South Bend. What else you can do in South Bend? Nothing wrong with living in South Bend. Love the place. It's a great You
1: know what's crazy? South Bend doesn't even embrace the men's basketball team as much as they embrace the women's basketball team.
0: Well, I mean, that, that it all comes down to ticket pricing. Yes, that's fair. Women's basketball? Is probably a better product minus the athleticism, really. Like, the way they move the ball, the way they shoot. They're probably, when it comes to basketball skill, they're probably a little more skilled. And uh, it's a great place to take it, the elderly and family. It's, it's really funny. No, it really is great. No, it's funny because, like, they had to add, like, yeah. three times more handicapped parking spots. It was unbelievable, which, again, talks about fandom because if you're a handicapped person who doesn't get out of the house much and you're willing to support a, a women's basketball team – that's your identity. It's I wish your identity would be men's basketball or maybe <laughs> lacrosse or, or another sport, but you know what? Do what you gotta do. It's your identity. You're a fan.
1: That's true. I so I, I kinda have a I kinda have a hot take that I need to I want you to clear up. I
0: can't wait you to know. hear it.
1: You know Mike Bray.
0: I do know Mike Bray. I know him well, actually.
1: You know him well. I have a hot take that Mike Bray Is a great basketball coach. It's not even debatable. Universally, people know Mike Bray as a great basketball coach.
0: This isn't a very hot take so far, but okay.
1: I think Mike Bray struggles coaching athletic basketball players.
0: Well, it's crazy because you're talking the most athletic guy in the room right now, and (laughs) when it comes, I think
1: I think I I don't know. He makes great adjustments. He knows his other team very well. He knows how, but I don't know if he knows how to account for individual athleticism on his own team.
0: Uh, maybe he doesn't. I mean, maybe that's why I didn't start for four years because he's looking at the most athletic guy out there, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> he may be athletic, but he can't shoot the three ball like everyone else. Let's leave him on the bench.
1: Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with Tom. He's too, he, he's too fluid in his motion. Like
0: he just, he just looks too good on the court. You know, it's the the verticality on his jump shot, the way he dunks, he just flies like MJ out there. I can't play him. Three is more than two, and we can't have him out there.
1: That, that, listen, that's fair, but like, like, but a Carlton Scott does really well.
0: Oh, he does really oh. well. He's had a he's had a he's had a great professional basketball career over in Europe, and you know he had a, Carlton's a great three point shooter, so you have to put him out there.
1: A friend of mine. I like. I like. Listen, I loved watching us play. But when the, the Demetrius Jacksons of the World came around and the uh Ty Akin I, I just like I don't I don't know. What are these guys doing here? Yeah, is what,
0: they, this isn't this is the Notre Dame basketball I'm fond of. This is a different <laughs> this is a different this is a different game. Uh, we got point this guards is a that style are dunk of play. We got point guards dunked over seven footers. I, I I can't have that. Give me Eric Atkins, please. Like you know he's hey, not man. getting off the floor.
1: And then Pat Condon comes around and is like, Oh, he looks at the phone. It's like, wait a minute. What is he doing? Oh yeah. Why we, is he jumping in the air? What is he doing with that layup?
0: What? Uh, he's, he's too athletic. Yeah, Get like, him off the court. We got we got a white guy with a little bit of acne with an Irish last name. He found his place, and then he's setting records at the combine. I, I and think then he just
1: came out there and was athletic out of nowhere. And It's like false advertising But
0: you could you couldn't take him out because he looked the part, you know. Yeah, that's true. You know, that, that, this went in a very different direction than I thought it would be. I didn't think we were talking about <laughs> athleticism. I apologize. No, it's good. Um, but we're at about that point where it's about maybe time to sign off. So unless you got anything you're, you're dying to talk about.
1: Uh, well, I, I do have to plug myself, obviously. You have to plug um, yourself. So, uh, yeah, Brandon Newman, I'm out here in, uh, in L.A. Uh, I'm a social media producer for Speak for Yourself on FS1. Uh, we just got Skip and Shannon. Uh, for a debate show it's coming to you uh September 6th uh make sure you follow those p- at undisputed on Twitter and Facebook and at sfy for speak for yourself featuring Colin cowherd and Jason Whitlock uh on fox sports
0: you guys so, have, you guys are fox sports are trying to kill it right now huh like you're you're taking right, all take, you're taking all the talent
1: you know I mean, we're, we're doing some recruiting we'll see we'll see how many people are willing to, to turn the channel and check out our hot takes but uh, for now, that's that's what's going on right now, and uh, I got to, I had to plug it. You have I to plug it. it.
0: The real question is when. When are you stealing your boy from uh, the family tree of ESPN and Mike Gold Jr. You got to be bringing him over, right? You guys are close.
1: He he's out here. He's out here right now. I actually, had dinner with him last night. He was uh, host He's hosting Sport, Sports Nation uh, for ESPN out here. He's doing a great job. Very proud of him. But no, I, I hung out with him last night, and we're thinking bigger. We want to do something with our brand. And I don't know if our parent companies can ever merge enough to let us do our own. We do some independent stuff. We gotta, we gotta figure out schedules right now. He's he's up at the butt crack of dawn doing his morning show and, and jumping on ESPN shows. And I got my own thing going. But but look out for for Michael Jr. and Brandon Newman. It, it's still a thing.
0: I mean, you guys did have your podcast a couple of years ago, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I, it was that, that that went awry for for
1: reasons that uh, I won't exc- disclaim. I don't like to throw people under the bus, but our our brand and our relationship is as ever, and and we're, we'll be we'll be back at it. soon.
0: all right, well, I'm, I'll be looking out for it, Brandon Newman, Mike Gold Jr. Show. <laughs> we're going to throw it a curveball. It might be on NBC. Just just yep. just throwing it out there.
1: Make sure make sure you put Golick first, though. We want it to get put, picked up. Exactly, gold
0: Gold Jr. First. Don't even say junior, just Golik and Newman. That's it. Like, it's over. But yeah,
1: maybe maybe Golik and Friend. Golik one. That's Gr- the name of the show.
0: Golik and question mark. <laughs> All right, Brandon. This was fun. Thanks for coming on. So you plugged yourself. I guess I'll have to plug the show one more time. This is the Cause Podcast, guys. You should already know that. Have a good night, guys. Have you ever seen a little girl who be doing what I do? Let's get at it, dawg. Come on.